You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Welcome back to New Geeks at Large. Um, it's been long enough that we are now doing a reboot. This is a new uh, staff of people. I'm Tyler, that's Ned, and that's Stanley. I'm, Welcome. I'm an attractive blonde with big breasts. <laughs> I'm Asian. <laughs> no, you're not. Getting that inclusion rider there. You just want to be Asian, Stanley. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. What's a video game? Anyway, um, oh, look, I just got a notification that her name changes went through, so I'm I'm Taylor again. Oh, yay. That's Neil. Hi, I'm Steven. That's, wow. (laughs) I was going to answer you, and you're just, wow. Wow. But an Asian wouldn't have done that. No. Mm -mm. Asian Stanley would not have done that. This is taking some weird turns. Well, it's not my fault. Okay. It's all Stanley's fault. It's now (laughs) named Steven. And anyway, back to status quo. All right. So, yeah, it's been like 7 billion years. When was our last episode? Was it the Jinji Ito one? I think it was Jinji Ito. It, it was around Jin- Halloween, yeah. Sweet ginge. Ginge. It's that sweet ginge juice all over your body. So that's been about five months. It was October. Yep. Because, haha, <laughs> holidays. Holidays <laughs> and life. And life. Yeah. Which is, it took a really know, long winter break. I think, I, yeah. think, I think holidays falls under life. Uh, yeah. So. Sure do um, nowadays. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about what we've been up to. Not much. Not much. (laughs) Slowly dying. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Like, you get older and you're just like, oh, like, what were you busy with? I don't even know anymore, man. <laughs> Instead of an annoying relative asking you that, it's it's our, our listener body of, of maybe 0.5? Yeah. Half? It's just one half guy, but he listens, listens to like half an episode. <laughs> Like when I check our commentary stats and it's like people quit within the first segment. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> I think so. Oh man, yes, we we lost another subscriber, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. We need to stop posting new content. We need to stop. <laughs> Speaking of, of posting way after posting your last thing, yeah. yeah. Sweet weenie. Hi. Neil, tell the listeners, or Steven, you can also join in. Yeah. Tell the, the list, half listener about <laughs> Sweet Weenie. What is Sweet Weenie? Uh, oh, yeah. Sweet Weenie is uh, the, uh, the YouTube channel that we, it's like a subsidiary of uh, an art uh, page that our friend Andy Sager does. Yes. Uh, she does uh, a bunch of like hilarious kind of like single panel, like little comics and images and stuff. Uh, she's got a very uh, hilarious like sense of humor and just very it's like very a very quirky uh, yeah very quirky sense of humor hashtag uh, relatable yeah oh, and uh, <laughs> Stephen said yes so it's good and okay. so basically like you know uh, this this circle of friends that she has are all big into like you know video production and you know writing stuff and filming stuff so I guess she figured hey let's you know like have more content for my website. So basically, yeah, we we make little comedy sketches under the Sweet Weenie name umbrella. Yep. Uh, 
we're still working on. A, we did film review of our first review of a lifetime. What yes. is review of a lifetime, Stanley Stevens? <laughs> We uh, we have talked about that. So like our half listener may remember from like eight episodes ago, like which was ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, we were all still in college. Um, <laughs> I think I brought it up on the Stephen S. Syphilis episode. Uh, Jeez, how's that going? <laughs> it's going. Uh, you got, you got that uh, got that uh, prescription cream. <laughs> It's, it's actually a suppository now. Oh, damn. Yeah. They, they've oh, is upgraded. That, is that a, is that, oh, is it an upgrade? Is that an upgrade? I don't know. I'm in stage three. Oh. Anyway. Out of 17 stages. Just shows don't. how much I know about syphilis. Just don't touch my don't Just don't touch me with your hands. I've um, watched the Lifetime classic She's Too Young, so I'm an expert on syphilis. Yeah. yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, Review of a Lifetime is what we're kind of hoping to be a regular thing on Sweet Weenie when our uh, our schedules start getting a little better and more synced up. Uh, but basically, uh, we want to just like review Lifetime Channel original movies because uh, we feel like a lot of society has kind of forgotten about these movies in favor of... Uh, Hallmark movies, maybe? Like, Hallmark movies well, are kind Hallmark. of the new... Well, like, they were the original, like, TV movies. Yeah. Like, at least... Well, in the cable era yeah of, yeah, of yeah. TV. Like, obviously, there was stuff way back in when it was just broadcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think of our generation, that's, like, a weird part of our, our childhood and our yeah. Yeah. early years is, like, the Lifetime original movies. Lifetime original movies kind of are, are, in a weird way, like, like, some of them are more reputable than others. But a lot of them are also kind of responsible for, like, kind of the era of, like, kind of trash TV. Yeah. You know, the kind yeah. of, like, hate-watching kind of stuff. Like, oh, I just watch it so I don't have... So, like, I feel better about my life because at least it's not as bad as this person's life, you know? I like I liked to like in Hallmark... Or Lifetime movies to, like, Disney Channel original movies, except there's no excuse. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> like, with Disney Channel movies, it's like, well, they're geared towards kids, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. With Lifetime movies, it's like, you know, these people are fully functioning adults. They pay taxes. <laughs> this, this one about, like, a traumatizing event for a teenage girl was written by a dude. Oh, yeah. In his uh, yeah, a lot 40s. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you grossed out yet? I've been grossed out permanently since like twenty, like two thousand six. Yeah. So our our first one that we there's a repository for that. No. <laughs> our first one that we filmed is about a movie called She's Too Young, which is about uh, simultaneously underage casual sex and a syphilis outbreak. Yep. Uh, two things that really should not happen at the same time, but in a lifetime movie that happens. Yeah. Uh, so we've we filmed the bulk of it. We have like some pickup shots that we'll probably get after some. Of, like, the post stuff has been done. Um, but, yeah, we, we did, like, kind of the bulk of that. So now it's just a lot of, like, computer work that, like, Neil and Ryan are going to be doing. And uh, I look forward to how it's going to turn out. I think that the screenshots t- look really great. Oh, thank you. And we get to see, like, our soundproofing stuff in the background. It worked. Our videos. It worked. Yeah. It's been up for, like, a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We actually um, used that damn room. We did, yeah, and <laughs> that and that was like a big like passion project of mine that I, I, I'd spent a lot of hours uh, writing, and uh, I've started working on uh, two other like follow up ones. One's going to be on a, a movie called Death of a Cheerleader, which is about a real life murder of like this upper class California 
thing where like so- like they kind of blamed society. Uh, Which is weird because there's someone who's clearly at fault. Yeah, it, it's a weird. It's like, like blaming. Like obviously this is an extreme example, but it's like yeah. looking at like you know a famous killer like Ted Bundy, be like, well, society. I mean, yeah, like, it's like no. It's like no. He killed like 32 people. It was like it was, holy fucking shit. It was a very. It's a very interesting like time capsule of a murder where like uh, I guess because she killed her friend because. Short answer is peer pressure, kind of. You know, like, oh, I wanted to be popular, and she was not, and she was going to make it so that I wasn't going to be popular. I better kill her. Eh. And then, like, that a lot of exactly how it plays out in the movie. And and a lot of, I guess, a lot of high schoolers in the '80s kind of related to that because of 1980s Reagan era exceptionalism, and like, you had to be the best at everything, and especially if you were white. Yeah. So good thing that never happens anymore. The the, no, the really yeah no 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 college controversies going on. The the most notable thing about the real life case was basically that how it it, it was a, it happened in a very Stepford community of California where they were ranked in the 99th percentile of everything. So when this happened, everyone was like it had to have been some like drifter from out of town, and then shocker, it was somebody who wasn't an outcast. It wasn't somebody who was. You know, a plain person in a in a society of super attractive overachievers. It was someone who fit in with everybody and was a perfectly average person that represented that community. Uh, that one's been hard for me to write because it makes me angry because the movie is a little too sympathetic of the murderer. Uh, someone who I feel murdered for a really cowardly reason. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, oh, God, no. People are going to think I'm not cute. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 also it's written awful. by a, a man in his four. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget who wrote it. It's a um, dude. It, it's the guy dudes. who wrote the original article about it or something, isn't it? it well, the guy who wrote the original article, like, I think wrote some of it, but then another writer they're both dudes. It's really yeah. great because you can point out the scenes where the uh, writer of the Rolling Stone original article worked yeah. in, and then there's everything else. Uh, and even then, like the ones where the Rolling Stone art, uh, Rolling Stone author uh, wrote, they're not great either. Uh, yeah. But it just takes a completely different tone. Yeah, I mean, the, the, my opinion on it has kind of shifted more, uh, more and more because it, it does seem like some of the the stuff that pissed me off, like actually happened so in a way it's like okay for shame on this community but it it, the movie kind of goes out of its way to pretty much blame everybody but the murderer yeah for them of what happened uh the other one that i'm working on a script for right now is i me wed uh, a much lighter fare uh about a woman who one would say stupider (laughs) one would say probably the next one yeah 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 probably going to be the next one because it's the easier one for me to go for like you know miserable miserable syphilis theme movie that has victim blaming and rape to uh, a goofy romantic comedy that's pretty light and harmless and then back to you know crimes against women anyway to be fair yeah she's too young is mostly fun but the last five minutes are where it gets really like miserable they basically just like leave you with the most sourest taste in your mouth yeah Mm -hmm. wow fuck you guys so yeah we've been kind of thinking more in like recent months like Maybe let's go into something lighter since we really do kind of, uh, you know, since we have some serious stuff to say at the end of our first video of it. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's kind of what we're working on for, like, Sweet Weenie. Uh, and we just recently posted one 
which was another stupid thing that I wrote. That I, I, I literally wrote it like one night. It was like, what was it, 1 a.m. when I messaged you guys? I, oh I slapped it together in like an hour just thinking about how much I hate Watch, Moza, uh, watch Mojo. Yeah. And I, I wrote something. It's called Watch Bozo. Clever. Got him. Because I got tired of all those top ten lists. You know, or it's, you know, and you can tell that they're running out of material because they have to do one, like, every day or something. It's really ridiculous how many Watch Mojo, like, top tens there are. Yeah. So, and I just thought of some ludicrous top ten, like, how do I take this in a weird, sweet, winny direction? It was great. Yeah. Top, <laughs> it's it's one of the weirder things I've written. in my family. <laughs> None of them. They all suck. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Looks like you didn't make the list. Sorry, Brayden. Sorry, maybe you shouldn't have forgotten my Christmas gift. Maybe, maybe my your mother should have named you fucking Brayden. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easily one of the weirder things I've written, uh, and I think just hanging out with the sweet weenie people <laughs> is kind of doing that to me. What can I say? We ruin lives. Uh, so There's that's no turning back now. So yeah, so uh, sweet weenie did like upload a video for the first time in months. Maybe a year. Maybe a year. Oh, honey, it's more like years. Uh, <laughs> more like a year and a half, maybe. I think yeah, the last yeah, one was Honey Mustard with Steven. Oh, jeez, really? Oh, God, yeah. Which another, for another time. one that I crazily wrote. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh, I, I'm looking forward to when a review of a lifetime gets uploaded because I feel like uh, Honey Mustard with Steven is the most camera time I have, and I very deliberately have no screen presence in that video. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want review of a lifetime to happen. It's like, oh, this isn't like this isn't their actual writer who like acts like this. <laughs> oh, it's an actual functioning human like, being. When you, when you see like Honey Mustard with Steven, and you see the weird direction our lot of videos go. And you see, like, oh, this is the head writer. Things make sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, Sweet Weenie has had some progress. Uh, Review of a Lifetime's had some progress. Yeah. Um, and I got a bomb ass new camera, so here's the open. You can we can film more skits. Yeah, Neil's been getting some more equipment in the mail in the last few months. Yeah. He's been geeking out about. Uh, I have been. Uh, I brag about it to my girlfriend, and she says, you know, like, this is Wendy's. <laughs> hey, she, hello, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> and she's, like, in the film and she's television in the film industry, industry, too, and she's not having it. Like, oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Actually, she likes it. She thinks it's really cool. She's just kind of yeah. like, you need to go do something with it. And yeah, like, well, tell that to my work schedule. I mean, yeah. let's be real, though, the poly relationship you have between her and the camera is a little weird. <laughs> she's into it. Just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, mm-hmm. Don't include her in that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, She's not here. She can't speak for Yeah, <laughs> She did not consent to that joke. <laughs> Whoa, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, like, conflicting work schedules. Yeah. Um, it's tough to get us together. Um, hell, like, we don't even hang out in the apartment together all that often, like... It sucks. Like, I have a Monday to Friday, 9 to 5-ish job. Yeah. And it, it sucks to, like, come home and, like, no one's here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. It's, they got they got rid of uh, the 9 p.m. schedule 
uh, or a slot, so uh, you don't, like, unless it's on Fridays, in which case, yeah, I do have to do that sometimes. Uh, so it shouldn't be as bad. Okay. Um, yeah, and, like, things have calmed down a little bit, so, yeah, I should be able to hang out here a little bit more. All right. Yeah, but most of the time we're just fucking exhausted and depressed, so we're just, like, That's also, here. that's also a we're thing. We're just like, uh, uh, what? Yeah, or it's just like, sometimes it's like, man, I just want to catch up on sleep. I want to feel human again. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Speaking <laughs> of human, Captain Marvel. No! <laughs> yeah! No, shut up, Stan! we have more catching up to do? No! I mean, we, got, we got to pick up our energy. No! <laughs> yeah. this is, no! This is killing me. No! <laughs> like, I'm a fucking host on this podcast, and I want you none of You shut the fuck up, Stanley! <laughs> you get out of here! Get out! <laughs> oh, we've already far passed the... Um, the acceptable level of like intro stuff on a podcast, <laughs> we far we, surpassed that. Just look at our our energy omatic meter, and it's like always at zero. We it's have no etiquette. A, it's always like, like two, two. <laughs> it's at I two. swear by Thor's hammer, this will be the first episode we don't go on any tangents. It's very, like it's three very, minutes later. It's yeah. very bipolar. We are very bipolar. <laughs> no. We're like, we're like, whatever the prefix for 15 is, <laughs> polar. Oh, um, I we're can't like, count that. We're like a fucking, we're not like, I like believe a it's called a quinceanera. We're not, <laughs> we're not a globe with two poles. We're like one of those, like, we're like a D&D dice mm. with all those different poles. <laughs> we're just constantly rolling, like, critical, like, two. We're just trash people, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Captain Marvel, whatever. Yeah, right. we all saw Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, some of us saw it twice. <laughs> and by some of us, we mean... Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Stanley. Yeah. Stanley, Steven. Okay. All right. Well, my day is ruined after that. <sighs> Was it... It wasn't ruined beforehand, Neil? No, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> you're yeah. right. So anyway, Steven, intro us on Captain Marvel. Uh, I want to first, like, apologize, because, like, it would have been really super awesome to have, like, Shayla on, or, like... Shayla doesn't listen to this, she has a life! An actual woman on here. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna have to do our best here. Um, okay, so, Captain Marvel, uh, it is the story of... Okay, we're gonna avoid spoilers and then get into spoilers later, I presume. Just do a quick little it. intro and then we'll say spoilers. Alright, so, uh, Captain Marvel tells the story of, uh, Kree soldier, uh, Veers, uh, who, over the course of time, uh, <laughs> winds up, uh, winds up, uh, uh kind of... S- Stranded on a, a trash planet called C-53, uh, also known as Earth. Earth. Uh, so she winds up on Earth, uh, coincidentally, because her mission and uh, the evil alien, the Skrull's mission, like, uh, they kind of co... They, they kind of uh, converge on Earth because uh, they're looking for a woman named Wendy Lawson, who is the... Uh, creator of a lightspeed engine, supposedly, that the Skrulls want to use in their war against the Kree. And Brie Larson, uh, Veers, uh, knows that Wendy Lawson has some sort of connection to her. So she kind of coincidentally ends up on this planet that she's kind of having these weird flash memories of. And she thinks she knows Wendy Lawson somehow because she has no real memory of anything before six years ago. 
Uh, and it's basically about her trying to get her memory back and realizing she had a life before she was a Kree soldier. And hilarity ensues. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Knee slapping. Yes. But, uh, but, but, but the, they need to stop the scrolls. But are the scrolls who they seem to be? Find out in this episode. <laughs> Find out, true believers. <laughs> Go Next. to the time code. Same bad time, same bad YouTube channel. Same cap time, same yeah. Mar channel. Wow. Yeah. Get out. All right. Get yeah. out. Take, up, take off my lab bike and leave. You're evicted. Yeah. <laughs> You're evicted. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess we could just do our quick little yeah. spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll get into the spoilers. Sure. So, Neil, hey, give us your thoughts on Captain Marvel. I really liked it, actually. Um, I was talking about it with a coworker today, and I was—I—I I don't know if my expectations were like low or something. I think I was just going in like, "Well, I'm just going to take this for what it is and just see how it goes." I just want to have fun. I did just want to have fun, and you know what? I had a great time. Uh, it has kind of a scrappy energy that I really enjoyed about it. Um, I have some, you know, like some some nitpicks here and there. Uh, like Brie Larson's character. Brie Larson is doing the best she can with a kind of underwritten character. Not that she's like poorly written, just kind of underwritten. Mm. She doesn't really have an arc. It seems like most other people in the film have an arc that, that besides her. Uh, but her, her arc is, she has an arc, but it's just kind of understated. She has, she has an arc that's not exactly like completely personality altering. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's kind of more like, you know, uh, I'll get I'll get to it later. Yeah. It's I mean like it, there's an arc, I'm sure it just it's not when when the arcs of supporting characters feel more defined and more satisfying, it's like eh, maybe I would, this isn't. I would say her her uh, her character arc is like on par with like Captain America's character arcs in his movies. Good point. Because right. like yeah. he like he doesn't really change much as a character, but no. he kind of grows and he grows learns a, a lesson. It's or more two. about growing and like kind of opening up a bit yeah. rather than like point A to point B. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, they they don't go from like being this type of person to this type of person. It's more like okay, well they learned this lesson and or you know yeah, and that's. And that's legit. All right, you guys. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll keep Neil. You're, you're also evicted. It's going to be a one man show now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my equipment with me, so have fun. So no. welcome to the Stanley Hour. <laughs> no, you're leaving Eat with shit. Me. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> thank my- you, Lib Cooks. <laughs> hey, that's my <laughs> thing. That is Neil's thing. That's my thing. That I is love- Ned's thing. I love telling Stephen. <laughs> Thanks, Ned. <laughs> I love telling Stephen to eat shit. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. <laughs> and Stephen seems to laugh at a little. Oh, that's so. good. Yeah. Oh, Oh, thank you. Um, don't encourage him. <laughs> um, but anyways, fi- final, th- final th- thoughts. Well, okay, spoiler free. <laughs> final thoughts. The end. That's the final No, describe the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Post credit scene. Oh, we're done already? Um, Stanley's cameo. Uh, okay, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I... I I got into it a little bit with my team leader at work, uh, not over anything bad, but I was saying, like, I think that this is probably one of the most, like, your mileage may vary out yeah. of all of the Marvel yeah, films. that's fair. And then he corrected me and said Iron Man 3, and I ate my words because he was correct. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I There remember. are people who yeah. 
fucking hate Iron Man 3. And I'm in the middle. <laughs> and I... See, I love I've Iron gone Man back 3. and forth on Iron Man 3. <laughs> I love it. I can understand some people's qualms with it, but also I think some people can just eat shit, too. <laughs> There's definitely aspects I like of Iron Man 3, but I think it's one of those things where if you're not... like It's, it's like when, when people... Talk about Ragnarok being a little too jokey for their taste. Uh-huh. Mm. Like, it, it reminds me of that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you know, it's definitely more of a comedy than the others. Which one? Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. 3. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thor Ragnarok, obviously, too. Yeah. But, but, like, but yeah, Iron Man Well, 3. like, the whole twist with the, the Mandarin, like, I think it's... I, I still argue that it's something that's great, like, like the first, like that first, like, punch of it. Yeah. When you don't know it's coming. Yeah. And then I feel like after it's like, oh, okay, that was cute, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Like, I think it loses a little bit of impact as it goes. I think it, it oh, would have yeah. been more redeemable to people, I think, if Guy Pierce were, like, a, an interesting villain. Yeah, there's that. I like, mean, if, if instead of a cool version of Mandarin, we were getting, like, an, an actually cool, like, Guy Pierce. Well, I mean, it is nice to just see Guy Pierce and stuff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But not everybody, like, I mean, not everybody feels that way about Guy Pierce. Like, not that, not that he's a super hated person. No. But, like, you I ask mean, the average person on the street, they're not like a, us he, and go, I really hope Guy Pierce is okay. I mean, he's days. the one, he's not uh, the, the pedophile from LA Confidential, so there you go. That's true. <laughs> yeah, good so he looks better every day. Guy Pierce was in the proposition. Kevin Spacey wasn't. Yep. There you go. That's all I got. Um, oh, I was talking about. <laughs> like, no, God damn it. <laughs> but um, no, it's like to me, like Captain Marvel. It's one of those like your mileage may vary, and it's like um, it's definitely more impactful for for women than for a lot of dudes, mm. and that's cool. It's a perfect example of like it may not be made. It's not. It's made not for you. you. It's yeah. not. It's it's weird because you could argue that there's definitely aspects of it that are trying to be like universally, yeah, you know, hit all, check all the boxes, yeah, like a lot of Marvel movies. But it's also like it's very much targeting this this direct demographic, yeah. And it, for the most part, it's doing its job. I which think is yeah, great. I think it does a good job at that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. If, if you get really offended by Captain Marvel, the problem the onus is on you, man. Yeah, sorry. I don't think that, I don't. I really don't think there's anything. Like offensive. Well, we're, oh, well, we're also not. relatively stable human beings. True. Yeah, we're not men who like are threatened by a woman being a ghostbuster. <laughs> I don't want to fuck Shira anymore. Ew, gross. That's a, that's society. This childhood problem. aspect of my life doesn't get me rock hard anymore. <laughs> but you know, without like without going too far into the well, politics. am I wrong? I know, I know. <laughs> Like that's what they're talking about. No, you're not wrong at all. No, but like not like not delving into the politics of Captain Marvel too much right now. Yeah. Um, but we will. Uh, but we will <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But we will. Uh, but like, I really enjoyed it. It's got kind of like a scrappy energy. Um, the '90s references and whatnot worked for me. They never got too overbearing. Because the thing is, like, I was trying to I tried to watch them, and it's like for the most part, if you didn't know what that stuff was. It's funny on its own rather than just being like, hey, remember Blockbuster? Yeah. You know. <laughs> like your little spastic thing you did. No, because what happened was uh, when, they were, when she was asking about, like, you know where I can get some communication stuff? I said under my breath, don't go to fucking Radio Shack. Don't do it. And then they point to Radio Shack. And I'm like, no! Spoilers for one of the best jokes in the movie. No! It was a good joke. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's that's my thing. Uh, the, ca- the supporting cast is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brie Marvel. Uh, Brie, Brie Marvel. Brie Marvel. Brie Marvel. <laughs> Brie Larson is doing. I, I, I think that ultimately, you know, her character is kind of one of the weaker parts of the movie, but I mm-hmm. still like her. 
Like, it's not like anything that kills the movie for me by any means. I still like her just fine. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, other characters are stronger. Um, but that's not, that's not, like, a movie-killing thing for me. If she was dull as fuck, that would be a huge problem. But she's not. And, you know, you, you have Brie Larson just doing her best, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay, Stanley. Uh, okay, so I, um, I saw it a second time. Uh, he wow. did. Humble, saw, humble brag. Yeah, I, I knew we were going to do a review of it, and I have an AMCA list, so I figured why not. Um, humble brag. And, uh, you know, like, uh, there's some things that bug me a little bit, and I'll, I'll probably get into them when we kind of talk more in detail, but I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. I, I think, like, if I were to look at this movie objectively, like, and try to divorce myself from... Uh, like, the cultural significance of it, and, uh, just my overall fanboy, you know, like, I love superheroes, and I'm just happy for all of these. Like, if I were to try to separate myself from all of that, I do honestly feel like Captain Marvel is probably, like, average compared to most of the MCU movies. It's probably, like, in the meaty center area, if you were to, like, rank them. Yeah, but I, you know, like I'm not gonna like I really I have a hard time separating the movie from you know the fact that we don't get too many good superhero movies about women and you know like or just any in general. That's true. Yeah, yeah. there's not many in general, but you know the like fact before that, before Wonder Woman they mostly sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, like I'm probably being maybe a little too lenient on the movie. But, you know, again, I honestly thought I was going to be more critical of it the second time I saw it, but I found my, I found the good stuff jumped out at me more the second time I saw it, and the stuff that I saw people criticize, and things that I thought would kind of bother me the more I thought about them, like, they really didn't bother me as much the second time I saw it. Like, I don't, like, I, I, I do, like, I'm, I'm with Neil, like, I, I really enjoyed it, um... I might still be riding the high of just kind of hey it's it's a it's a good solid female superhero movie yeah and I'm happy for it and I want more of these um, yeah I, I would I would give it a, a good eight out of ten if uh I, it's it's worth seeing oh, yeah. especially if you have a, like a daughter or a, you know a girlfriend that's maybe not super into superheroes yet. You know, you need that gateway. Well, I'd also say, too, like, just, you can bring, if you don't have, you know, girls, I would take boys to it, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. just just like you would, like, Wonder Woman or something. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, like, I, I enjoy, I, I have some little nitpicks. I think uh, the writing's a little weak at times. Uh, sometimes I, I think uh, some of the dialogue is a little, like, like, I, w- I might call it, like, a little cliche or ham-fisted, but at the same time, like, if I'm going to, like, imagine, like, oh, like, if I'm going to imagine, say, like, a woman seeing this movie that doesn't go to the movies very often or doesn't see superhero movies very often who doesn't see as many that I do, yeah, it's not going to be cliche to them. It's going to be the kind of stuff that's, you know, that's going to pump them up and make them feel empowered and, like, it's not cliche to them, and I'm happy for that. So, like, it's just the good stuff vastly outweighs the stuff that kind of irks me. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I, I generally am just very positive on this movie, I think. And uh, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed it. And, like, I, I kind of, uh, I was kind of with Neil on, a, like, Brie Larson and the, 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 the Veers character. Like, it did feel like she was kind of underwritten or, like, she doesn't have that 
that much of like an out there personality compared to a lot of characters. And I was kind of thinking like, oh, this is going to be like Doctor Strange where like, you know, like, all right, he's, he's arrogant, you know, but are we really excited for this character? And then like when Doctor Strange shows up in like Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War, like he winds up being a lot of people's favorite aspects of those because we just got to see how other writers write for them or how this character interacts with characters when they're kind of already, they've done all the origin stuff and they've done like that development. So now they can just be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm very curious of what Captain Marvel's going to be like going forward, like as a character, like if they're going to like add on to like her aloofness or if they're going to tweak her personality even more to give her some other kind of you know, defining personality trait. The sec, but I was with Neil, and I thought like, okay, sometimes she's kind of stoic, sometimes she's aloof, and it feels inconsistent. But the second time I saw it, her aloofness stood out more, and it, like I really noticed it more. I, I felt like, oh, there's actually more no- more instances of it that I for- that I forgot previous. So I do think that is kind of like a fun. Uh, like character trait that'll probably carry forward. Like she's mm-hmm. like the most powerful person on the team, and she's like, you know, okay, whatever. Like she just has like this blase attitude about it, and I just want her to be one punch woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, like because I think you could describe like one of her aspects of her personality is that she's very much she sets her mind on doing something. Yeah. And so that's kind of the aloofness. Like, nope, you're not changing my yeah my yeah. thought process. We're done. Cool. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Kind of thing, and I think that's one of the more enjoyable parts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I, I think uh, if I keep talking, I'm probably just going to repeat myself and just paraphrase yeah, yeah. the same things over you and over again. Fucking Alpha Beta Gamma Cuck, fuck you. Okay, it's my turn. Eight out of ten, I would give it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with um, the general thoughts. Um, I think the the lowered expectations because I didn't. I didn't look up a lot of stuff about it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just me or maybe just I didn't I missed it, but it didn't seem like they advertised it like super duper heavily compared to previous ones. Like certainly not like I Black think Panther. there's a big reason why they didn't though. Like there's a big like kind of direction change in the movie, and I feel like that's why they didn't show. Like that's why because there's a big yeah because there's a, a reveal. You mean yeah? Like, there's a, a big like reveal and. Right. Uh, well, that's the thing, too. We, we got more TV spots, and I think we only got, like, one or two trailers there was like for two this tra- movie. I only saw, like, yeah. two trailers. Yeah, but we there were a lot of TV spots. So, like, yeah. there was definitely less footage from the movie that was being shown, and I think it's yeah. because a big chunk of this movie is there's a whole different dynamic that they don't advertise in the yeah. movie. So I think they were trying to be very secretive and just, like, all right, well, let's just hit the, the feminism girl power, her hero, mm-hmm. like, really hit that note. You know, and and just hope that that's enough for people to to come in. And it was it was risky. Uh, oh no, my incel cells they so, scream. <laughs> but it, I mean, like I was I was kind of worried too because of like like the, the the Ghostbusters marketing kind of blew it by like leaning into like the controversy of it. Yeah, um, admittedly, and yeah. Um, so I so I think yeah, part of it might have been like lowered expectations. Like okay, I'm not gonna. I don't want to assume this is the greatest thing ever, but I'm not gonna go in like an incel man baby and hate no. anything that's. Well, yeah, because you're not a you're not a shitty human being, Stephen. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do think there was like some of it, like okay, I'm excited. I don't want to get too carried away with it, but yeah, like it's now that I've seen it twice, I, I find myself kind of drifting back into like I'm just excited and mm-hmm. positive on more movies like this in the future. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. 
Um, I would say I'm a little, I guess I'm more forgiving, forgiving than most about like, it is an origin story. It feels more like a, like a, um, phase one movie. It does. Yeah. Um, just like, I would argue, and I would argue, uh, Veers as a character kind of feels like a, mar- a phase one. Yeah. It feels hero. like a Thor feels like this, a, this feels like, like, yeah. Like what Thor, Thor was Thor. in like the first season, uh, first movie or what Captain America was in the first movie. And then yeah. like as Joss Whedon and the Russos and you know, whoever kind of started adding on to like, Oh, well now he can be like the hokey guy from like the, the school specials. And well, that's the thing is know, that like, like, they can have more fun with the character later, you know, on. and this could be a detriment or a positive, I guess, depending on who you ask. But with, I, it, it's obvious that with the Marvel cinematic universe, it's more like the, um, arcs happen across the movies. Yeah. yeah. Mo- less so than the movie, which, you know, on one hand, that's like kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Like you have this huge sprawling thing, but at the same time, you're trying to keep it like like its own. Like ideally, you'd want to film the stand on its own. Yeah. And for the most part, I think uh, Captain Marvel does a really pretty solid job at that. It mm-hmm. does. You yeah. know, um, there's there you don't need to go. Like I took my girlfriend Sabrina. She went with us, and then like. You know, she loved the movie, and, like, she had seen maybe, like, two previous Marvel movies. Yeah. So it's accessible in that regard a lot of the way that, like, Doctor Strange is, where it's kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff, like, if you're familiar with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and more cosmic stuff, like the Kree, you're more, you're kind of familiar with that. There's cameos mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, okay, so that's where this starts, and then, yeah, yeah. But you don't need to know that to enjoy the movie. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely say... Um, I think you could argue that Carol Danvers is more of a symbol than a character at this point yeah. in this movie, that's but fair. I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Um, no. Again, it's that kind of demographic thing where it's like it's it knows who it wants to target. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like everything else is just kind of icing on the cake. You know, mm-hmm. us. You know, twenty-five-year-old man babies. You know, we're on the outer outer fringe. Yeah. <laughs> But we still really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, I don't get why people complain about the 90s references, because it's definitely, like, a nice little peppering There's in there. There's only one 90s reference that kind of gripes me, but like, we can get... Like, All right, I get that you hate Game Boy, Steve, and fuck. <laughs> um, we can get to it when we're kind of more into, like, the spoilery But, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's kind of one of the things where I wonder if... It, if if you're kind of soured on the Marvel Cinematic Formula, you probably won't enjoy it very much. Yeah, I think this it's is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. It definitely has that in it. Yeah, um, like this is like uh, again, like uh, it's it's not one of like the super exceptional ones, but it's also not one of like the bad one or the ones well, that and, like and not everyone likes. That's something else too. Is like how many fucking movies are there now? Like twenty plus. I think this is. I think this is twenty one. Twenty-one. Ant-Man and the Wasp was number twenty. Okay. okay. So, and so I think yeah, this is the next one. So twenty fucking movies, and like, how many of them are actually like genuinely not very good? Like Thor two, you know, Incredible Hulk by Incredible most people's Hulk standards, by not Stanley standards. Yeah, I, I like I like the Incredible Hulk, but I'm a Hulk guy. Um, um but yeah, it's it's not it's no one's favorite. Think of Iron Man a, two, Iron maybe? Man two, maybe. I think like, I, I think Iron Man three has enough haters to kind of be like Iron Man at the upper threshold of there, but yeah. like it's like I feel like anything that's in like the first three percent, like you know, the first three quarters is considered good. Like it's yeah. it's a pretty consistent brand. Oh yeah, in terms of quality. They put out like decent you're 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 guaranteed like 
decent. So even saying if it's average, which I I guess like you were saying, like blinders off, it probably is because mm-hmm. it feels very throwbacky to Gen to I want to say Gen One, like it's fucking Pokemon. Yeah, Phase One, but Phase One. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they were like simpler, if that makes any sense. Like, well, we're just gonna introduce fucking Captain America. There you go. It's the origin. Right. Yeah. And then oh, there's you know, there's Iron Man. He fights terrorists. Right, right, right. And then this one's basically it's like, oh well, Captain Marvel. She's tied with the Creed. This happens. Scrolls. And so it's if you and I know a lot of people are disappointed because they wanted more to do with like Endgame. But I well, was it just, takes place in the nineties. So. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, and yeah. it's like, eh, whatever. I don't know what people were expecting there. I'm like, as the as the one who probably liked Infinity War the least, while still enjoying it, yeah. I could, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I think a lot of people just have like this weird boner for Infinity Wars too. Yeah, which well, like not not to shit on Infinity War by any means. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think it's an amazing movie, but, like, everything that it tries to do, it succeeds at. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it has the scale that it does mm. and just doesn't completely shit itself. I think we talked about this on the Infinity War we episode. We have, But yeah. what, well, I'm, I'm, it's, I think uh, there are a lot of people who are now viewing these movies as just, like, one giant story. Uh-huh. And then there's people like us who are like, hey, oh, we want the small thing in between. Like, yeah, like, I think, like, you know, so, like, they're the people that see, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp and go, well, I don't care, because that has exactly. nothing to do with and, Avengers. Yeah. And then, then there's people like us who are like, alright, well, that was a big event. I want I want something small now. Like, yeah, you want some nice little, like, it's variation. like having great sushi, and then you want a little ginger yeah. to, like, clean your palate right. and make you ready for the next thing. That, that ginger is Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Ant-Man the Wasp is fucking great. Fuck you if you don't like that. I don't care. I don't care if you don't like it, but I'm just saying, give it a chance. That's where I've realized I am nowadays as I get older. I'm just like, oh, I didn't look. Captain Marvel sucked. Like, I don't give a shit. Well, that's Honestly, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. (laughs) I guess, spoiler discussion for the rest of the episode. Let's just do it. Let's just fuck. Let's just fucking do it. Okay, so I can can call her Carol Danvers now. Yeah, call her Carol Danvers. I know. I feel like anyone who has ever heard of Captain Marvel knows that that's, like, kind of a But that's one of the interesting things about the movie is that they never, at any point, refer to her verbally as Carol Danvers. Yeah. It's like, well, she, she, she says, my name is Carol, yeah. and you see that her dog tag, like, okay, she was going by Veers the whole time, because that was the part of the dog tag they had. Yeah, it was, and then l- here's Carol Dan later on. Carol Dan! And then you see her name, like, written out later, but at no point do you hear the name Carol Danvers. Like, You've heard in, of Steely Dan. So it's Get ready for Carol Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting thing. Yeah. Like the whole time she's called Veers. Yeah. Yeah. Because at first I'm like, what the fuck are they calling her? And then, then I saw the doctor. I'm like, oh, they're dumb. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like as much as I love no, it, funny, as but... much as I love this movie and I've seen it twice, uh, but I will say there's one kind of like, here, here's a testament to how kind of meh some of the aspects of the movie are. Pop quiz. What's Jude Law's name? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You can't expect me to answer that question. <laughs> like that's kind of a problem in the yeah. movie. Well, it's something that I've noticed. Funny enough, not like not like excusing Captain Marvel, but it's something that I've noticed that a lot of movies do nowadays. Like that conversation we had two nights ago about 
fuck, was it last night or two nights ago about uh, Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World? No, yeah, where I asked you guys to name his character. And I'm like, and I know it's Owen some shit. I forgot it was Owen, but when you said Owen, like, oh, it's definitely Odin, and I I was kicking myself, because like, I'm it, sure it was something like, you know, like... Owen you know, Wilson. What Owen Beef's... <laughs> like, squat, squat thrust. <laughs> Big McLarge. Big McLarge. <laughs> but I've noticed... That, Dan like, Johnson. But I've noticed, like, a lot of movies just don't... In, yeah. Like say character names anymore, yeah. or like that, or they're just not memorable. Because it's like I don't care who these people are. Well, it's because the characters are memorable. You, you yeah. have to you have to establish the name early in the movie, and I think uh, yeah, they probably say Jude Law's name in like the oh, beginning they, of the movie, but he's kind of absent for a good chunk of the movie. Right. Yeah, and not have he doesn't have a role for a, a while. So then you and when they say like oh like. Uh, it was like Jan Ron was there. It was something like that. It was like Jan Gronger, yeah. something like that. And, it, and uh, it was like, oh, he was there. And I had to remind myself, who, who was that? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Jude Law. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's that's kind of like a, a, a gripe I have with the movie. Right. That's a legit gripe. No, it's like I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, I had to ask myself, like, you know, if this wasn't a Marvel film, if this was just, like, a standalone mm. thing, like, would I dig it as much? I was like, I would think it was a cute movie yeah. uh, that had a nice little flavor to it. I probably wouldn't think about it too much, mm. after all. Especially if it was, like, if it wasn't, like, you know, if it wasn't, like, a woman, if it was just, like, a, a man, I'd be like, eh, I get enough of these, it's fine. Mm. It's, like, my big problem with The Force Awakens, and, like, my dad said... You know, where he, like, I asked him what he saw, what he thought of uh, when he saw it, and he says, you know, if this didn't have the Star Wars name on it, nobody would be talking about this. And I was like, fuck, he's right. I um, feel like you'd say that about almost anything nowadays. There are, True. yeah, there are a lot of, yeah, I, w- I would say that applies That's why there's so much shit, like, not to be able to, like, capitalism sucks, cynical, but, like, yeah. like that's why so much of it is just brand recognition. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, we're doing Transformers, we're making stuff off of games, making stuff off of movies. Yeah. You know, why we're, Even like the really, we're so deep in it, we're doing like a more culty shit, like I lead a battle angel and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So, um, even some of like the really, really good movies have been kind of like borrowing a, a familiar name, even if it wasn't like a super huge blockbuster. Yeah. You know, like, like Blade Runner 2049 or. Yeah. Like even like Logan was kind of weird. Like it's it's an X Men movie, but, but like it bar- like it it's kind of like keeps it at like arms yeah, yeah arms length like X Men. It's like tangentially related. It was, yeah, it's, Which, it's interesting. Well, it's now like, you have like instead of X Men Dark Phoenix, it's Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and then so it's that's gonna do well. <sighs> I don't like ever watching that trailer, and yet I keep seeing it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it, like, with the last few movies. I've what it needs it. is an Imagine Dragon song. Please. That's what it needs. Please don't do this to me, no. <laughs> or or the Snowman. I, the I really, snowman. I, I feel bad for that movie, because I've seen, like, it does feel like most people just know it's a useless movie. It is. Because of the whole, like, Disney-Fox merger. It's oh, like, yeah. The, this means nothing. They're going to be recast in the like you know in the next movie. Well, it so. also feels like they're not doing a good job of making a case for themselves either. Mm. Yeah, it's like because it feels very like Slap by the dash. numbers. It looks like every previous one now. Like Days of Future mm. Past was like pretty fun. And yeah, then, yeah, I really you know like it. the first two of that thing. Well, it's also like weird because it's like now we're getting into like like beyond just a trilogy. Like it was kind of neat as a little 
It's a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. You I know, you have, you know, um, what's the first one? Where they're first, in the class? first class? First class. Like, yeah, first class, Days of Future Past, and Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, done. That's the trilogy. And it's like, no, we have to do more! Which, I don't understand why they did just do Dark Phoenix first. Yeah, because like, well, Dark Phoenix is one of those things where it's like it's it requires a whole lot of time. Like X Men haven't gone to space yet, and it yeah. it requires a lot of space, that, <laughs> right? But, but also, you can also tailor it so it's a little bit more like I don't know. Yeah, because like the originals did it too, and now you have this weird thing where it's like, what about the originals? And they did Dark Phoenix in that one. And now you're like, well, what did it happen before? So but, it's like the second case of the Dark Phoenix. But was it shot with slightly better special effects? Like, yeah, it's like, know. oh. And, but, and Cyclops is actually in it as yeah. opposed to X3. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, I, it's, I don't know. Like I leaned over to my girlfriend, Emily, as the trailer ended, and I said... He actually leaned over to me. And I said, like, <laughs> this just looks like visual soup. It does. It yeah. just... I couldn't... Like... I, I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of people who get angry at things that look so aggressively average. Yeah. But it was like the the visuals on here just look so unbelievably well, average. I remember when I got uh, angry. I remember when Cyclops like yelled at Professor X and was like, "What do we do, Charles?" And <laughs> Professor X was like, "I don't know." And like immediately, my response was, "I don't know how to make this movie about me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's what they've all been fucking about. Even when they're like the original stories aren't about Professor X and Magneto. It's like, how do we make Days of the Future Past about They're Professor so X and Magneto trying to get back together? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Gotta like, get the band back together. <laughs> I mean, I would be fine if it's just about them getting back together and reminiscing about how they were both in Band of Brothers. And, yeah, that'd be cool shit. You know, that'd be cool shit. Also, Mystique always has to have a big role in these things because Jennifer Lawrence... Well, it's clear that, well, one, they're killing off Mystique. Yeah. And it's clear she does not want a part of this franchise. It's clear she does anymore. not want to be a part of You don't want no part of this. Yeah, it's it's true, though. I mean, like, I mean, like even look at the makeup that they have for Mystique. Yeah. It is... Minimal. Uh, it is cosplay grade. And I'm not well, talking yeah, about, like, it, it, I'm not talking about good cosplay. I'm talking about, like... Uh, it went from like it is oh, okay cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably. I wonder if it's like Jennifer Lawrence being like, "Hey, I don't want to sit in a fucking yeah chair well, she for it's definitely for that. ten yeah. hours well, to have a full on thing put on." Well, she doesn't want to. Yeah, that's why she shows up so much as herself, even though, like, yeah. despite the fact of you know the the theme of first class being like, "Oh, I I, I want to be more like my true self, mutant and, and proud, mutant, mutant and proud." <laughs> but you know, not for the rest of the movie. It's like mutant and proud, but also like I don't like sitting in a makeup chair for three hours. So <laughs> the, the, right. how, the how it should have ended of that is pretty good with like her interaction with Beast and well, Beast is like full blue at the end and she's like hey Beast mutant and proud and Beast fuck you you get to look human yeah exactly <laughs> well like you get it's so it's hilarious because when you just look at it it's like it's very obvious that first class was right before she got really big yeah, oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, she was yeah. just like this is my first big blockbuster poop and I'll do whatever it takes yeah and then like days Peter Baskin now it's like oh I'm pretty big now but I'm gonna still do it yeah and then like Apocalypse like I've gotten like three Oscar noms. I'm better than sitting in a fucking chair for three days. Yeah, exactly. I'm out of here. Yeah, fucking exactly. I mean, so, like Alan Cumming got out of that role like after the that one movie, the he one did. movie, and then like, yeah. the one time of playing Nightcrawler with like, and, and admittedly to like 
to his credit, like, they had to also do the stupid, like, tattoo scars yeah. on him. Hey, man, yeah. those aren't stupid. Those are fucking cool and awesome. <laughs> cool shit. Cool as uh, cool awesome. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about movies that aren't Captain Marvel. I know, Captain Marvel. Yeah. But, I mean, like, uh, I, but, like, to go, bring it back with, like, your point about, like, people hating averageness. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the things that, like, just going on social media... You want, to, you want to just dive into the, like, reaction to this thing? Yeah, we might as well. I mean... Because, I mean, like, not to, like, you know, t- make everything about it. But, I mean, like, with Captain Marvel, it's like, I like this. I like this. I wasn't so crazy about this. Like, that's really... It's it's kind of a movie that there's... It's it's funny to see the reaction around this movie. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, that movie... Like, that like, this is the movie. At. Yeah. This is the movie. Well, because it's the it? first Marvel movie to be... Centered around a WOM. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's also, like, kind of the same thing with, like, Ghostbusters 2016, right? Like, everyone was like, like guys, Frothing this movie is, mouth. like, not notice- notably good or bad. Yeah. It's like, not, this is, like, like it's, it's pretty harmless. Like, it's it sounds stupid, but I kind of go to bat for Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Not because I enjoy it. Yeah. It's, eh. You know, I actively don't like that movie, but also, but also, I don't get angry. It's not worth the trouble. It's not yeah. worth the trouble. Right. Like I didn't laugh once whenever yeah. I watched it on TV. I was just like, this thing wants me to laugh so hard, and I just hate this. Mm-hmm. But also, like I don't take to social media and go like, women and their pussy juices and their <laughs> menstruations are ruining my child. You know, it's like, it's not worth it. It's all about the political agenda, shoving it down our throats. I'm the one that likes to shove things about other people's throats. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like my beliefs <laughs> and other things. And other things. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, with Captain Marvel, it's weird that people are so upset about it. And it's, and, like... Well, like, there's a barometer for, like, if you know you're talking to a sane, rational person when they're like, I didn't really like it, it was too much, it was too formulaic for my taste, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool. That's a sense, that's a sensible, you're sensible you're allowed reaction. To, you're allowed to not like it. It's yeah. fine. It's when your dislikes get frighteningly weird like, that it's like, maybe you should have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate your mother? Yeah, you know? it's, it's like it's like the same thing with Black Panther. You know, where it's like like when Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. You know, all of a sudden, people were very concerned. I mean, keep in mind the same people who shit on the Oscars all the time. They're just like, oh, they're not worth anything. But all of a sudden, when Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture, suddenly they're very concerned about the quality of Best Picture nominees. You could also say that about any movie that gets nominated that involves a person of color. Or, but yeah. but in particular, Black Panther. <laughs> right. Well, like, yeah, like keeping all of a sudden, it they to, really, yeah. all of a sudden, they really care. Yeah. And I know, like, like not to lump my dad in this or in this or anything, because he didn't really do this. Um, like, admit it. Like, um, he, like, he and I were having dinner at one point, and as I was leaving, uh, he said, "Oh, like, uh, can you believe Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture?" Not that he was like, you know, not that my dad's like, like my dad's not racist or anything. I mean, he's just old, but it's fine. Um, but I think he's also just, he really just doesn't like comic book movies. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't. The only reason he likes the Deadpool movies is is because he describes them as, quote unquote, savage send-offs of comic book movies, which he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason he likes them. But, like... I like he just was like you know can you believe Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture and I saw where it was going 
and I didn't like or where it could have gone, and I didn't want it to go there, so I just said very loudly, "I loved Black Panther," and I walked to my car <laughs> in my underwear, and I just it was weird. I just ended it right there, and you know, like like a lot of people on social media complain about. Like, oh, so I'm a racist because I don't like Black Panther? Like, no, that's not it at all. But um, if all of a sudden you really care about this stuff, suddenly you need to have a conversation with yourself about why are you this upset about this. Or why now. Or why now. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. it's, It's like when people bring up the political agenda... Of movies like Ghostbusters 2016 or yeah. Captain Marvel or I guess to a lesser extent Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's like why do you care now? And like someone someone actually did a nice Twitter thread that's like each Marvel movie and their political agenda. Yeah, like oh man, Captain Marvel or Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. You know the anti drones. Well, well, basically like the long arm of government and surveillance yeah. and shit. Yeah, you know you have. Um, I, someone pointed out with Ragnarok, like like historical revisionism. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so yeah. stuff like that. You've got the whole um, veterans and PTSD and Iron Man three. Yeah, um, and arguably, you know, explored more in the Punisher series on yeah. Netflix. That's different. I mean, it's a little That's different. Canceled. But that was like <laughs> like that was something that I enjoyed about you know like yeah. the, the Netflix series was that you know they had a topic sentence about here's what we'd like to address. Mm-hmm. And like, and I like that, you know. Like with Daredevil, it was like you know justice inequality. Uh, with Jessica Jones, at least at first, it was very much about like you know rape culture and mm. how we respond to abuse and whatnot. And you know, I don't real, I didn't watch the second season. I don't think it really followed down that road. Uh, you know, Luke Cage obviously being about you know like race, Racial but inequality. also like gentrification and yeah. whatnot. Iron Fist, we don't talk about. And <laughs> Iron Fist well, like creates theses on how not to do. Yeah, shit. it's like it's, it's <laughs> well, like, like it's uh, a- the, the stuff with like when Iron Fist and like Luke Cage talk, it does could become like a discussion about like privilege. And but stuff. those are attached to defenders. Uh, Luke sh- like Luke Cage's show, though. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. Iron, but Iron- I think like Iron Fist does learn like privilege and whatnot. So it's yeah, yeah. But, I, I don't know. But it's about where it ends. Yeah. Uh, and then Punisher was a lot about, uh, you, you know, uh, like veterans and the plight of, of, you know, like how we don't take our we we don't take care of our veterans. Mm-hmm. And I, like I think honestly that's probably one of the more notable ones for mm-hmm. me, which is like, yeah, this is something that really happens. It's something that we need to address, and then we just don't. And then I guess the question would then be, what is the political agenda of? Captain Marvel, which is really just women are people. Too. Women are people too, and they yeah. deserve to have well education uh, and stuff. Like, it, it's it's um. Never mind. I had some. Wow, Steve, you just wasted my time. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, it, it's it's like a women being told that like they're too emotional. Oh yeah, you, know, well, like, you, you could also just say put that under sexism. Sexism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about it's about sexism and whatnot, but. Limiting uh, someone's potential, yeah, and, you know, yeah, and, oh. and then making them have to prove something with like one arm tied behind their back, or, yeah, exactly. like it's like you know, like jump needlessly jumping through hoops and stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's one of the cool things about Captain Marvel is that you know, it's like a lot of like I'm I'm attuned to a lot of that stuff. So like when they would say that stuff, I was like, I got gotcha. you, mm-hmm. I got gotcha you, movie that's awesome. Yeah. But to other people who are not. They're not going to catch it as much, and mm-hmm. you know what? It's not going to mean as much to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, Emily, it's that demographic thing. But like Emily, fucking loved it, and yeah. I know that that like yeah. that stuff 
you know, hit with her because she's familiar with that stuff because the movie is speaking to her. Right, yeah. It's not necessarily speaking to us. Yeah. And that's okay. Of course. If, yeah. if you don't like, if something is not geared towards not you. Not everything's made for you. Especially not like, in a genre as dominant as the superhero genre. Yeah. As uh, male-dominated. I, I well, that's am, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, not everything needs to be towards men in yeah. the most dominant film genre right now. I, I am a relatively young, cis-hetero, white male. So, 95% of things are geared towards me. Uh, so I know what that's like, but you know. But he's I'm, also seen The Wire, ladies and gentlemen. It's true, I have, and I talk to everyone about it. I've seen the first five minutes of the first episode of every season. Neil has so, a black friend, I know, because he tells me <laughs> all the time. What's his, I would have voted for Green Book as well. What's his name? Sean Tavish Aquarius. <laughs> yes. Tay Diggs. Real I, lo- I love Shantae Aquarius. <laughs> friend of, it is friend the of, dawn of Shantae Aquarius. <laughs> friend of Aquafina. <laughs> hey. hey. But that's something, like, I I kind of wish people didn't shit their pants at something that's, like, not geared towards them. And then they get angry that it's, that it's not geared towards them. Yeah. And, well, and, like, that's so... Like, it's almost, like, on an epidemic scale. Yeah. Because it's in movies, it's in games, it's in comics. You know, that's why we had Gamergate. That's why we had Comicsgate. Like, Comicsgate's kind of dying now, but it was a fucking shit fest. Yeah. Literally anything not aimed at white 40-year-old men was, like, shit on. Be it Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel, to America Chavez, to... Um, I'm trying to think of other ones like Squirrel Girl. Like, mm. oh, Squirrel Girl's so fucking dumb. How could she be Galactus in this? It's like it's because it's a fucking comedy book. Mm. You fucking moron. <laughs> it, it's it's just we now have like a a culture that's like part of it's trying to like progress and and fight for equality. While like there's a there's a pretty big uh, chunk of the culture that feels attacked by this. And feels like anytime you're like pro something, it must mean that you're anti like the opposite of it. Yeah. Like if you're like a feminist, that means you're automatically somebody who hates men. Yeah. Or like you know, like I, I saw somebody post like um, somebody posted a meme. Um, it was like, "Don't confuse my black pride with white hate." Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. And I think that's what a lot of these like. So people see like a very pro women movie, and some of these people just take it personally, like it, yeah. like they're being attacked as a man. Well, yeah, it's and like it's, if, if if a woman being confident in herself yeah. makes you upset, boy, howdy, you have some fucking issues. Tip yeah. of advice, if you hear women complaining about men, they're not talking about you. Yes. But if Unless you, they are talking about but, you. <laughs> but if you get suddenly defensive and start saying, hey, I don't do that, guess what? They were talking about you. Yeah. What is that? Like you That's, just confirmed it. Yeah, you mean exactly. the entire Me Too movie? Yeah. <laughs> and how men in Hollywood react to it? Oh, yeah. If you're not offended by Captain Marvel, you're not part of the problem. If you're getting offended by Captain Marvel, guess what? Captain Marvel was talking about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, take it easy, Gillette ad for the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and, and, like, it's been interesting to, like, 
Like, um, I watched the Red Letter Media review of Captain Marvel. Um, Ooh, and, how was that? Uh, not as yikes as you would think. Okay. Um, I know they talked a bit about Brie Larson, and I think what it came down to was uh, Brie Larson feels very passionately about, you know, social justice and, you know, progress and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, she could probably be a little, I don't want to say more eloquent, but she kind of charges head first Mm -hmm. sometimes, and she can be a little careless with her words. But also, like, I'm not going to fault her with it, but I can see where some people would be like, I don't know. But that's, but, like, there's, like, one difference between being, like, you're going a little too hard on this, and, and then being, like, you know, oh, she said that white people can't enjoy Captain Marvel. It was like, that's not what she fucking said what at all. What she ended up saying? Mm-hmm. I forget what she said. Uh, the thing that people are taking from her is when she was at, like, a women in film conference. Wow. Uh, which <laughs> which is like, yeah, of course, she's going to be a little hardcore there because that's her target right. audience. Yeah. And they're really not there just to be nice. Yeah. It's not how it works. Mm. Um, so, like, you know, in the Red Letter... She, she said that she, like, ho- she wanted there to be more, like, film critics oh, yeah, that, that were... Like, an interview or something. Yeah. Like, okay. She's just like, I just saw a lot of, like, white dude film journalists, you know. Yeah, like, in their like, 40s or something. In their 40s. Like that, yeah. And it's like, maybe we should... Maybe they wrote the... some Lifetime movies. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, maybe we should open the floodgates to that, which naturally people are like... People who, surprisingly, are not 40-year-old white film journalists uh, got very upset by their prospects, mm-hmm. which is like, why do you fucking care? Um, and, like, I think, like, with the Red Letter, with the Half in the Bag review, like, they talk about that a little bit. Um, and I had to remind myself, like, they're not against this stuff, because, like, they're saying, basically, they're saying, like, choose your words more carefully, but they were like, you could just go up and say, we need more minority film, like, you know, journalists doing this, and there you go, and just be like, I'm Brie Larson, and that's what I think. They're like, just do that, and you're fine. People are still gonna get mad at you, but, you know, I get it. Um... And then Jay talks about, you know, like, he actually really wants to see more of what she's talking about. Because, like, he uh, mentioned, like, Horror Noir, which is a, excuse me, a documentary about, you know, horror films from exclusively from, like, the black perspective and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, like, watching that opened his eyes up to, like, the deeper themes of Candyman. Because yeah. Oh, yeah, Candyman's fucking awesome. Candyman is rife with that shit. And he was like, I never thought of that, but when I heard their perspective, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much to this movie. And he's like, I want to hear more about that. I want more of that stuff. Yeah. So, like, their big thing was, like, you know, like, she's not wrong. She's just a little, she can be maybe a little reckless about it. And it's like, I'll concede on that. Sure. My, my okay. only argument to that is, like, I, it's it's kind of... An other, I guess you could say it's a deeper issue, but how like you have women talking about this stuff, yeah, and it feels like they're held to a higher standard than yeah. guys yeah. talk about. Oh it. yeah, no, and you I know? don't disagree with that at all. This Cause, is because if like what if like Jude Law said it if instead Jude, of if Jude Law said it, or even Samuel Jackson said this, yeah. Yeah. would people be nearly as mad about it? No, they would not. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's one of the things. It is a like, double standard. It is a huge double standard. It where, is. Like, yeah. Women are held to a higher standard. They can't fail. Yeah. Like women are kind of discouraged from being confident because if they're too confident suddenly they're like bossy they're the fucking bitch is what yeah exactly. but like if men are like too confident or confident then like they're president of the united states that makes my rock hard exactly. shrink two inches to like a full flaccid 12 inches yeah. <laughs> and i can't have that if i just drop a few more slurs guys i really think i have a chance at the supreme court 
I'm just throwing it out there. Um, anyway, you want to do a double strike? Neil, here's, here's your Rorschach test. I have a calendar right here. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I find myself getting emotional. I think of my father. Anyway, Rorschach is one of my heroes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Along with Rick Sanchez. Oh, boy. But, yeah, no, like, in their review, I mean, like, they also, like, Mike liked the movie okay. Jay wasn't crazy about it. He's just like, I don't know, just, just a movie. Well, it feels like Jay's, Jay's, of the two, he's the one that's less about, like, blockbusters i feel like he's yeah. he's more like you know the, he's a fan of the indie stuff the yeah. horror stuff yeah. more than mike is like you know it is funny to think about like mike loving both force awakens and jurassic world yeah <laughs> you <laughs> know trust me i think about that a lot um yeah but like but like mike's you know mike said he'd recommend it Cool. Um, but also the video is worth watching because the first six minutes of the video is literally a tourism video for milwaukee God. For the Democratic National Convention. That's oh, right. God. Yeah. So they made a six-minute video, just like tourism, like like six-minute video for tourism, and it's yeah. fucking weird. Um, so yeah, but I mean, like, like not to point out the red letter media thing, like just like I mean, but like we're continuing good... that trend of me talking about other better things on this podcast. <laughs> Which I did famously during our Junji Ito episode, yeah. where I went through a list of other podcasts you could be listening to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, where we recommend other podcasts. I know that, like, in it's my... cast cast. There's a homeless guy screaming into a microphone connected to a laptop four blocks away. You really need to hear his thoughts. It's really riveting. Like the, like, the technical quality is admittedly not great, but the passion... <laughs> You gotta listen to what he's saying. His opinion on universal healthcare is nuanced. He can make sound effects like that dude from fucking Police Academy. It's great. He admittedly goes on a little too much about a dog shitting in his shoes for my taste. But he's going somewhere. You just gotta roll with it. Um... But that's been so interesting to watch people's, like, meltdowns regarding this movie. For mm-hmm. a movie that I think is, I like quite a, like, I actually quite like it. Yeah. But objectively, I can be like, yeah, there's other, there's other like, way better, more pressing matters. Than well, it's movie. like, it's so, it, it boggles my mind how, like, people get so upset about, like, um, this movie, which at worst is, like, milk toast and harmless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you have shit like fucking Bohemian Rhapsody where like Brian Singer an outed pedophile is making tens of millions of dollars for it yeah. but people still go to it and put it uh, or you know you talk about like oh yeah like with Red Sonia where they were like Red like Brian Singer's attached to direct Red Sonia and it's like oh wow Brian Singer is a fucking piece of shit what are you gonna do you gonna fire him they're like we're gonna shelve the project and it's like you could just get a different director and keep going. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah. how, or like Green Book is based on a lie story. Basic, yeah. yeah, Green Book. That's thank you, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that where it's like, oh man, yeah, priorities, people. <laughs> we could have a, a very great example of representation, be it about race or sexual orientation, but only every like ten years, and then yeah. we have to like take three steps back, like two years after Moonlight, we have to take three steps back with Green Book. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've, did I've, you know that he didn't know how to eat fried chicken? A black man did not know how to eat fried chicken, and some fat Aussie man who has an accent teaches him so he can be a proper black man. The end. <laughs> Spoiled Green Book for you. Well, like, okay, so there's yikes. Um, yikes. So, like, like to kind of get on, like, there's some stuff that like kind of gripe me, but it doesn't ruin the movie for me. Whereas I feel like it ruins the movie for some people. Uh-huh. Like, okay. um... I like the 90s music throughout the movie. Um, 
But where it kind of griped, uh, where I had a gripe with it was Come As You Are by Nirvana. And the reason is because it's during the Supreme Intelligence scene where, like, Captain Marvel is kind of, she's having, like, her big character arc realization, self-actualization bit where, you know, she's in her subconscious and the Supreme Intelligence is talking with her and Come As You Are by uh, Nirvana is playing. And this is not, like, a background song that, like, the characters aren't hearing. Uh-huh. Like, it's literally playing on a record player in her subconscious that the Supreme Intelligence is like, oh, nice... Ch- the music is a nice touch, Veers. Uh-huh. So it's, and, but I'm wondering, like, she left Earth in 1989, and this movie takes place, like, six years after that, and Come As You Are was from 1991... How would she know about this song? She probably heard about it on the radio, or like probably heard it on the radio in like a scene outside of. That's well. That's that. what I'm saying. Like we don't really see that. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't destroy the plot of the movie, but I feel like this is the kind of thing like some people would call a plot hole. It's Even that's not a plot it's hole. Not. It's, it's not. <laughs> like I've I've seen people complain about how like Nick Fury refers to Shield as Shield uh-huh. in this movie, whereas the recurring joke in the first Iron Man movie, which takes place in 08, was yeah, I'm Phil Coulson with the. Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. But, like, wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, we should probably shorten it at some point. But, so it's like, all right, whatever. That recurring joke is kind of eh. Oh no, but, a movie from eleven years ago. Like you know, like it's just stuff like that. Like that. Like it didn't really bother me, but it really well, bothers it other people for because, some reason. Because it doesn't fucking matter. Well, yeah. Because it, it it honestly kind of feels like people looking for stuff. That's exactly. Not, yeah. Because there's so many other things you could talk about that we've mentioned. Like oh, the script isn't great. Like. Yeah. There's 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 problems with the script. There's problems with you know um, like continuity. Like well, not even the continuity because that's what we're kind of talking about. Yeah, yeah. But like it's it's nitpicks. It's, yeah. it's stuff that doesn't affect the thing. Yeah. You know because this is this it, is like plot hole culture. Right. It is because yeah, yeah, like like is. Neil's pointing out like you there you it's like who knows maybe she heard Nirvana when well, she yeah. was yeah you know or like with the. Uh, Shield having you know the acronym in the '90s, like maybe Colson. That's just a co- joke Colson does. Maybe you like, know you have to extend your disbelief a little right, bit. Yeah, like yeah. Colson is revealed. Like you know Colson is portrayed to be kind of a dweeb sometimes. Yeah, like, maybe he takes it pretty seriously, and Fury's mm-hmm. just like whatever. Like he is, he is not exactly a you know very serious person in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. movie ruined. Oh, um, but oh, but like the movie ruined that one line in Winter Soldier about Fury losing his eye, and instead it was a punchline with a cat. It's like that was funny to me. That was really funny. I, so mm-hmm. the second time I was seeing the movie, I was wondering, like, okay, was this like, like, did they forget about that line and they just went for a joke? And but then, because uh, like the line that Neil's referring to in Winter Soldier is uh, like Nick Fury like tells was like Captain America or somebody. He's yeah. like, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. Yeah, it's, it's said with a lot of gravitas. And then Captain Marvel, spoiler alert, what happens is uh, the cat just scratches his eye. And one cat thing... Goose, he has a goose. name, damn it. Okay, so one, I didn't catch this the first time I saw the movie, but after his car crash, after his yeah. first uh, encounter with the scroll, uh, like, when they're doing the autopsy, he's got the ice pack over his eye, yeah. and it's like, how's the eye? Oh, it's fine. I'm not believing what it's seeing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they were doing a fake out there. Yeah, because yeah, when, not catch when he's that. in the car accident, his, his like, eyes got like broken blood vessels yeah. or something, and yeah. he's bleeding on his uh, left eye. But here's the thing. Um, 
uh, he talks to uh, Goose, the Flurkin, uh, at one point after uh, Goose, like, eats, like, four Krieg. Yeah. And he's like, I'm trusting you not to eat me. They yeah. deliberately use the phrase, I'm trusting you. Yeah. Yep. And then last time he trusted someone, he lost an eye. So they were very conscious of that line. Oh, yeah. Like, that course. was that was not a continuity slip-up or plot hole or whatever you want to call it. Like, they just made the choice to... Interpret that line. <laughs> I think these are also the same people who got mad about, you know, like a complete misreading of Luke's of Luke Skywalker, mm. where like uh, like I, there was this thread where people talked about the ending of Return of the Jedi, yeah. saying that you know Luke like defeating Vader at the end of like in the final battle of Return of the Jedi is Luke becoming awesome and and you know realizing his superiority over it and it's like. What the fuck? Did you see the same movie? Like he hates himself for getting for like losing control. It's a come to Jesus, you know, space Jesus moment for him where come he to reala- Jedi. Yeah, where he realizes no, what dead. he's become <laughs> and he doesn't do it because he's like you're better than this. He does it be- like he doesn't kill Vader because he's disgusted with what he's done. Mm. It's like and then I was like I was like I thought that was the reading of the movie because the movie makes it very abundantly clear but no apparently there's an entire subsect of people who are like Luke was just so cool he was a real rick <laughs> and, and in that moment what is Vader was a Jerry <laughs> And they fucking vaped. Yeah, and they fucking vaped. Their big ass penis grew three sizes. Their big ass fucking rock hard cocks. Yeah. They vaped. They fucked And then Luke fucked his sister. It's not weird because it's Luke that did it. It'd be weird if 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 you did it, but not because, but not when Luke did. Do you think my sister's hot? I'd fuck her. I mean. If, if I was, she wasn't my sister. What? Or if I was Luke and she wasn't my sister, yeah. then I'd fuck her. But yeah. that's only if I was Luke. Yeah. But yeah, they kissed once. It was it was kind of weird. It made my pants feel weird. But it's okay. Anyway, uh, 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 I got real lightheaded. <laughs> anyway, that's, thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like people are really upset about you know Fury. Like it's like. He's lying. He, he was so badass. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That makes him so much more interesting. It just yeah. proves that. And also, like, did anybody, like, for people who seem to love the first Avengers movie, do they completely forget the fact that Fury lies all the time in yeah. that movie? Yep. Uh, um, for me, personally, I'm just kind of looking forward to the conversation that he and Thor have. And yeah. It's like, yeah, I lost an eye, too. My, my sister, like, stabbed it out of me. <laughs> How'd you lose yours, Fury? <laughs> it was you know, like that'd be fun. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> well, I was watching Return of the Jedi. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like uh, Neil posted that thing. Like, was that like a real article of like how Captain Marvel like yes, castrated? It was a real saying, oh my god, castrated. Oh, castrated. I mean, it was. I yeah. mean, it was also from like one of those like Return of Kings or like. Like, you know, slaying the mammoth or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, like uh, red pill gotcha, yeah. sites. Oh. So, like, you know, it's, it's one of those. But I was still like, like, it wasn't me going like, can you oh, believe that wasn't, it was that a, wasn't Time Magazine? Believe it or not, Stephen, <laughs> Time Magazine doesn't need our help. Time's person of the year. <laughs> Time's person of the year. Uh, Luke Skywalker, but only in my dreams where he has a giant ass fucking rock hard guy. Yeah. And he vapes. <laughs> Oh, not yeah. the not the lib cuck that that was like a ghost or some shit and <laughs> just why is my sister attracted <laughs> to me? Um, no 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 that was why not is even. my sister not attracted to me? 
Yeah, no, that was that's that's not me like you know posting that going like, can you believe it's just no, like no. no, like this is obviously like a piece of shit yeah. website. But still, the fact that people took that from that, it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just sometimes think that we like we live in a hell world. And uh, every day this oh, past month... Oh, we live in Hellraiser 3. And like every day this past <laughs> month, aside from the days that I got paid or the days that I get to you know hang out with my girlfriend on an extended basis, you know... Uh, I'm not exactly... Not when he hangs out with us, Stanley. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't get to see you guys as much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you guys. Mm. But also, like, 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 uh, like, most days are not exactly proving me wrong. Like the stuff with Tucker Carlson and whatnot. Yeah. It's like any other rational world, and he'd be like out like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, actually, years ago, but it's fine. But now, it's just like, eh, I think we just live in a hell world. We just fine. need to look at him and tell him that he's, like, human garbage, like, on air. I think he yeah. tells that Just to get John Stewart already. back. Because yeah, John Stewart literally, like, psyched him out of wearing bow ties. Yeah. So, if we could just have him psych him out of existing. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. That'd be uh, awesome. That really goes against my joke where I would tell people about Tucker Carlson. And I was like, yeah, the only guy to ever get a cease and desist from bow ties. <laughs> I like the, I like that John Stewart like fucked him out of wearing bow ties better though. I gotta yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 like it's hard. Like I know that a lot of people are like, oh, no politics review of Captain Marvel. But honestly, there it's hard to not be political. Well, everything it. has politics to it. It's yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's art. Yeah. It's the dumbest shit in the fucking world. Yeah, but I mean, like it's like. If you remove the context of Captain Marvel, you know, the context is always going to be there. It's why it exists. Yeah. Like, fucking mm-hmm. everything has politics to it. Like, yeah. even, you know, fucking Freddy Outfigured has goddamn politics to I'm it. I'm sure it does. It, it does somewhere. Somewhere. But it's yeah. like, art is inherently political, and when people say, oh, get your politics this, out of my fucking brain. This marks the second time we have mentioned Freddy Got Fingered on this podcast. I think we just need to sit down and watch it. No. <laughs> Just like two scenes, <laughs> just the just the proud scene. Yeah, the proud. Just the scene. proud. Proud. That's okay. proud. <laughs> I'll make you proud, Dad. Proud. Get <laughs> What does he say when he pulls out? I'm something like that. So the Galloway. Yeah, something like that. Rip torn. Rip torn. Um, who, but he's still alive. He's still alive. But I mean, I think he was arrested for something recently. But yeah, he's still alive technically. Um, but it's like, uh, like, like Wonder Woman. A lot of people bring up Wonder Woman. Uh, I've never thought that like weird, creepy people would be using Alita Battle Angel as like ammunition against Captain Marvel or something. Uh, it's because they want to fuck Alita because she acts like a fucking ten-year-old. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Mm. We don't listen. That's its own nightmare that we don't have time to unpack. All right. Yeah. Um, I but, love how everyone's like, instead of seeing Captain Marvel, I'm going to see Alita Battle Angel, current uh, box office. Like 80 million. A movie that I literally battle. spent months shitting on. Can't wait for that sequel in 15,000 years. <laughs> yeah. It costs $200 million. That'll be our next podcast episode. <laughs> well, we no, it'll be when they actually release, really like, like uh, when they announce it, it, it uh, a million years. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, you know, like, people always bring up Wonder Woman. It's like, just let the two movies exist outside of themselves, guys. It's right. fine. Yeah, um, the, the people behind the movie, like, behind both of those movies are, like, supporting each other. On yeah, Twitter. exactly. It's been great. It's oh, all- yeah, they're both great movies. Yeah, it is interesting to, like, look at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, like 
you know, pit women we'll against, pit women each, against other. each other. Because that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. 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 yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Fight for my... <laughs> Fight for my arousal. I mean, amusement. I mean, oh, that's no... There's let's no do our way. white man chant of... <laughs> Time for snoo snoo. Uh, oh my god. It's time for snoo snoo. <laughs> but, oh um, like, it is interesting to, like, look at them side by side, because, like, I think we talked about this a few nights ago, just kind of sitting around, but how they kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. Obviously, like, Captain Marvel probably wouldn't exist, or at least not in its current form without Wonder Woman. Maybe not. Because I feel mm-hmm. like... I don't know when. Well, I think was I think it, I think it was a race to which one would like come out first or which one right. was being made first. I yeah. think like Marvel. I think Marvel really wanted to be like the first one to have like a female solo one, but Wonder Woman beat them to the punch. Right. And, yeah. And like like if I were to compare them, I would say Captain Marvel is more consistent in yeah. its quality, mm-hmm. but uh, Wonder Woman has higher highs. Yeah. Like if I were to just look at them as two movies. Yeah. You know, not necessarily like two two films about super woms. Yeah. You know, yeah. they would be. That's how I would look at it. And it's like because the third act of Wonder Woman is not great. Um, I think you're the kindest of us. I'm the kindest to it because I think there's good aspects of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you have David Thewlis and they don't even bother to take away his mustache like that, it's a weird little thing that just kind of like ruins it for me. Yeah. He looks like a Monty Python character underneath all that CGI. (laughs) He really does, honestly. He really does. Well, like when they show him like falling from, I don't know, Mount Olympus or whatever as Ares, like... Just where it's like, why does he have a fucking, like, caterpillar on his lip? Uh, yeah, they didn't yeah. have those. He's got the John Waters mustache. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. It's like a fucking, like, Henry Cavill. And, yeah. But without the without the, the five o'clock shadow on the edges. Mm, yeah. So he's like, <laughs> Aries Daddy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> fucking Rami Malik, fucking framer. Yeah. But um but yeah, like so like Wonder Woman's third act is, is kind of the weakest part, whereas like Captain Marvel's is kinda of like the first act. But yeah. the first but if like if we were comparing acts, yeah. I would say there's more good in the it, and it's a, it's an answer of Wonder Woman doesn't quite stick the landing as well as it could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I think I think an aspect, probably one of my favorite aspects of the movie, is how Carol Danvers doesn't have a love interest. No, oh, I yeah. love that. That's great. You I know, and I think it's kind of an underappreciated aspect of the movie. It's, I mean, it's a little. It's hard to avoid that with Wonder Woman because Steve Trevor was a love interest in the right. comics, and Which that you is could write a Wonder Woman movie without Steve. You Trevor. could do that, like you true. could do that. But if you're going to have like a like you know an origin for Wonder Woman, you know, like Steve Trevor is pretty important to that. If you're, I mean, if you're going to do like the definitive origin story, but like, also, right. but it's also like she learns from Steve, but she doesn't gain, like, everything from Steve. To Wonder right. Woman's credit, the love interest in that movie has agency and oh, yeah. more, like, does more in the movie than most love interests in most superhero movies. Oh, yeah, so and Chris Pine is also, like, one of the fucking highlights of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with the... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Like, yeah, the fact that Captain Marvel doesn't have, like, a love interest, but it's kind of more about, like, her finding her best friend again. Yeah. Which is really nice, and, like, women supporting each other. Well, it's like I was, I was asking... Great. I was asking Emily uh, about um, the relationship with Marie Rambeau, and I was like, are they playing this off as, like, sort of a lesbian couple a little bit? Like, like I was wondering about that. Like, not, like... Probably. It, it, I mean, like, there might have been, like, some hints of it, but I mean, like, it wasn't explicit. You could interpret. I, I, I was, I'm like, telling you that there's definitely people that. Oh, there definitely it that way. are, but I was just wondering if I was. definitely the, fan fictions. 
Okay. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, there's fan fictions about everything. There's probably fan fictions of me where I'm. There's happy. fan fictions about Bucky fucking making a peanut butter sandwich for Steve. So it's fine. I've that's that one. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. You guys weren't supposed to know that I wrote that. It's fine. Um, Chapter two is where the jelly comes in. That's gross, Steve. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, puts it on the sandwich, Steve. Steve is a preserves man. Okay. I, I didn't get any romantic vibes between them personally, but then again, uh, I don't know how good my gaydar is. Uh, <laughs> Mine's mine's not great. It's, right. it's That's how we're gonna end this podcast. Like, <laughs> we don't really know many gay people. Roll credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, like aside from like weird speculation stuff. No, you're absolutely correct. You know, there's no like real love interest. In well, there's movie. not like a true one. Like, there's yeah. not like here. It's like even in like Winter Soldier, they kind of had what's her face. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. And it's kind of like, you know, like you know, it's, she's fun in the movie, but it's not like necessary. Yeah, yeah. to have her, you know, um, yeah. So mm. um, that's one of the more interesting aspects that I like yeah, yeah. about it, and I think it's it's kind of cool, and it's like it's it's sad that it's something that sticks out. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like okay, like yeah. it doesn't need to be in a movie. Not yeah. every movie. Has a love interest, you I'm know. I'm just saying, I think John Carpenter's thing would be better with a love interest. Um, maybe a love triangle. I think I do think Captain Marvel as a movie does kind of suffer from like a lot of the pro- like from the the problems that you would normally expect from like a movie with five screenwriters. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, I I think um, I remember going into my second viewing with the notion that like oh like I think I would have liked to see her express more about how she feels like her potential is being limited mm-hmm. but there is a line pretty early on when she's like fighting uh jude law like in training and she's like why won't you let me use these if i have yeah. these but i do i think they do yeah. a pretty good job visually of showing visually that, like, yeah which like, i mean it's especially with tell, like like know? when she's like when she broke out of like the scroll uh, you know, like prison, like being captured, and she's got those like things stuck on her hand, so she can't blast people. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, I do. Or like, in the one of the best sequences of the movie, where the scrolls are going through memories. Yes, yeah. that is honestly like, like I know we we shit on the first act of the movie, but I'm like, I'll yeah. go to bat for that scene. It's not that we shit on it. It's just that it's. No, like, I know, I know. And it's one of the things like I, I compared it to Guardians of the Galaxy, where you know if you're not used to like the world mm-hmm. of Marvel's cosmic shit. Yeah. It can definitely be a little like, ooh, okay. Like it can be a bit of a bit too much. Yeah. Like I know watching Guardians of the Galaxy with people who aren't into superhero movies, that's one of the harder aspects of it. Yeah. Um I have a coworker that d- doesn't care for the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but she liked uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. Which, well, is, it's which is funky, yeah. It's definitely easier to swallow with Captain with Captain Marvel because there's more Earth stuff. There's more Earth stuff. Most characters aren't green. Yeah. <laughs> also, also like probably the themes of uh, Captain Marvel are a bit more relatable, right? Um, but yeah, with the, with the whole going through memories thing, that's really where I feel they they present those themes. Yeah, yeah. of like because, and I think that's why it's one of the stronger parts of it because it's very much yeah. like visual storytelling showing you it's showing how her she is. showing her a life of constantly being told what she can't do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, um, besides that, like, let's finish off by saying some of the... Well, well, we need... We should probably talk about the Skrulls and Ben Mendelsohn. No! Fine! Oh, you mean the the best part of the movie? Well, like, the (laughs) the big, like, twist and kind of reveal of the movie, right? Like, do you guys have any thoughts on it? Because it's pretty different from the comics. Well, I mean, like, I liked it in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know some people are like, well... 
now, you know, what is it, Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion never going to happen. And then Kevin Feige had to come out and say, like, you know, there's there's good scrolls and there's bad scrolls. Yeah, like, that was uh, that was uh, my, my thoughts on it, too. Like, yeah, when, because, uh, you know, spoiler, um, this movie kind of paints scrolls as a lot more sympathetic than they usually are. Yeah. So I think, like, typically in the comics, the Kree are kind of seen as, like, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Whereas Skrulls are kind of usually bad. Um, and, you know, the Kree-Skrull war is, I guess, typically you would rather the Kree win, like, in, in that scenario. I mean, but, it's been around for de- decades, so yeah. it, it probably flips back and forth. That's why, right. like, I don't know how different this is from, like, newer runs of the comic. Yeah. Um, in terms of how they portray the Skrulls. Um, also, I don't know how well received Secret Invasion was. I remember well, that, hearing about it. Well, like that's that's another one of those stories. It's like Marvel Civil War, where like it's a super interesting idea. Yeah. And, but like, I would like to see you know it improved upon in a movie, like because right. yeah, it's basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the Marvel universe, and I think that's very interesting premise for mm-hmm. a movie. Um, Could you imagine if they got a director who actually like used the 1970s invasion of the Body Snatchers as an as like an uh, an inspiration? I mean, they, they would have to if they're going to do. But that, that one in particular, big, yeah, that one in particular, yeah, oh, that one in particular. So, so like, yeah, like, yeah, personally, like when you know when the scrolls are kind of uh, kind of paralleled with like refugees uh, uh, or like you know Mexican uh, immigrants, you know, uh, there was very strong kind of parallels there. Yeah, you could also say, like, you know, Syrian refugees. So, yeah, the Syrian refugees, that's right, thank yeah. you. Um, I, I, was, I was forgetting what country uh, the refugees oh, were from, sorry. Yeah. I mean, in your defense, there's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff to keep track of these days. It's a new, horrific thing every day. Um, we live but, in a hell world. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I liked what they did in this movie, and I, I always kind of embrace when they change things up. Because, like, as somebody that knows these things, you know, like, I don't want a carbon copy of, like, what's on the comic pages. And yeah, you don't want Civil War to be shitty. You want to be good, like the movie. Like, you know, like, you don't want it to be something you predict. You well, know? also, it's like, oh, if I want to see something that's exactly like Civil War, I'll just read Civil War again. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, back... Except in- no one wants what Civil War was, so they don't read it. No, they don't. <laughs> because, <laughs> again, um, it was an interesting premise. Yeah, of course. And, like, it, it's like the, the outline the- of it is... Pretty good yeah. and interesting with long-term stakes and the consequences, but execution. The problem is it's Mark Millar. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, no, no. It's like um, back in the day when Facebook groups would always advertise bands to me. Like, if you like Broken Social Scene and Feist, then you'll like... It's like, okay, but if you're exactly like these guys, why don't I just listen to Broken Social Scene and Feist? Yeah, yeah one, two, three, four. Please, God, don't tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Zing. Um, but like it's like that. It's just like why didn't they do it exactly like that? Because like because then fuck that'd be really boring. I yeah. already saw that. So I like I, I like what they did with the scrolls in this movie. And part like part of me was kind of like, oh, does this mean they're not going to do Secret Invasion? And then I realized, oh wait, this movie takes place in 1995. A lot can happen in like yeah. 20 years. Uh, yeah. Also, also they established that scrolls are like scattered throughout the. You know, and then they've been treated like garbage by the Kree for who knows how long. So yeah. that's probably going to have some. So there's probably going to be like bad scroll factions that are yeah. vengeful and stuff like. So like, and there's be still, like, oh, we totally get it too. There's still very much like a yeah, like a possibility of it. Um, but I like what the scroll. I like the scrolls, and Ben Mendelsohn had some of the best bits in the movie. Ben like he was continues to be fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. 
the comic timing in this movie was really good. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, especially with, like, you know, like, uh, uh, Talos's, uh, helper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the science guy. The science guy. Every time they cut back to him, Jesus fucking Yeah, the editing. There's some solid editing in this movie. There was, actually, yeah. Yeah. There was Um, some good shit. um, Yeah, like, Ben Mendelsohn's character is, like, yeah, when they reveal, like, kind of what they're doing with the scrolls and... Like, I I, I think I mostly disagree with, like, Double Toasted's review of this movie. Um... But one of the things they talked about that I that I did like is that casting Ben Mendelsohn in the role of this scroll is kind of some genius stunt casting. Yeah. Because like I'm just looking at like the last few movies I've seen him in, he's always been a villain. Mm-hmm. He's always that like corporate villain guy. <laughs> yep. And and then like he shows up as like the head of Shield, and he gets revealed that oh he's one of the scrolls that's on the planet, and and then. Suddenly, like, not only is he not the villain, but he's actually, like, a super sympathetic, like, you know, like, likable character. Yeah. In the end, where it was like, it's like, oh, so you stole, like, his boss's likeness? It was like, oh, I mean, I, I borrowed his likeness. It's like, that's good. And then his, his wife is like, you, that, that's kind of stealing. Whose side are you on? Like, it, I felt like I was watching a legit family. Like, yeah, exactly. It was, it was charming as hell. He just reminded me that it reminded me that he was the villain of Ready Player One, and yeah. I have to think about Ready Player One for more than <laughs> never. And yeah, I, I know. Thanks, yeah. Stanley. Sorry, ruined, yeah. and and the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I liked what they did with the the scrolls in there. Uh, I. I'm very curious because, like, I, I know uh, Skrulls can kind of, like, they know some of your memory. The Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero cartoon seem like, kind of established Skrulls as when they take over you, they know all of your memories. <laughs> so it's basically, like, how do you prove one's not the other? And then, like, Captain America had this, like, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast, but, like, Captain America had this bit where he's fighting, like, the Skrull version of himself. And the Skrull version's been, like, posing as Cap and getting people to, like, surrender and stuff and mm. and the scrolls like i have all of your skills and all of your memories how are you gonna beat me and i'm sitting there watching this as i don't know a 27 year old going i have no idea what the answer to the question <laughs> is i'm genuinely curious kids cartoon show and captain america's response is like you can take all of our like all of those things from us but there's one thing we have that you'll never have our spirit <laughs> and he punches him and i'm like god damn it i I kind of hate it and I kind of love it. Like, yeah. This is the best, worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> it is so Captain America. It is. It's very Star Spangled Man. <laughs> but like. With a plan. Kind of. But like, so in the movie, they may, uh, they established that like they can only have like, te- like the uh, early memories or like recent memories. And that's kind of how they kind of figure out how some of them are scrolls and whatnot. Like uh, yeah. the Havana bit and. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked how they... And I kind of like how there's not, like, a straight traditional villain. Yeah. You know, it's a little, it's more shades of gray. Which there's I a think heel turn. There's heel the turns, end, yeah. you know. We learned that Jude Law's character was is more or less the villain of the movie. Yeah. You know, um, how we turn the scrolls into sympathetic characters, they're at risk. And I think, uh, and what I was saying earlier, uh, I think the scrolls being sympathetic characters is a big reason why we didn't get, like, 
trailers, like yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of trailers for this movie, because a good chunk of this movie is them working with the scrolls yeah. yeah. and whatnot. So it's I think the uh, I think that was kind of a, a big hurdle that the the marketing team had to deal with. Right. Yeah. So any other? We'll end on a positive note. Yeah. What are some other positive things? What's the one positive thing? You liked about the movie that you haven't mentioned yet, Neil. Like oh, even, but, even, even a little thing. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was. It's like I remember when we do things where I'm like negative about something, and you're like, say one positive, and I'm like, oh, and with this, it's like, but I've been positive. I like the thing. I like wow. it a lot. Wow. Uh, I really like the. Uh, I really like the come as you are needle drop in that mm-hmm. scene. I know that like I, I guess that one's controversial for some people, but I really like Come As You Are and as soon as yeah. I heard it I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> it's a good song and I, it, yeah. it, it thematically works. It does. It, it yeah. is just one of those where like when you stop and think about it, like, "Wait a minute. How yeah. did she know about this song?" Yeah. I mean, but also it's like it's like, you know, the Dark Knight Rises with Bat with like with a uh, Batman getting back into Gotham City. Right. And people yeah. are like, "What the fuck?" And it's like I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to see that. It's like twenty minutes of well, movie. I don't give well, a part shit of me, about. Part of me for that is I don't question it because it's fucking Batman. Yeah. And, <laughs> and whenever and whenever you ask, he's a billionaire. <laughs> whenever anybody asks anything about Batman, like how does Batman do this? The answer is always because he's Batman. He just called the Virgin Mobile dude and had him like shoot him into space and he <laughs> yeah. landed back in, in Pittsburgh slash Gotham. So yeah. Or um, as or as Bane named it, Schittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the soundtrack too, and I really do. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If there was just some like deleted scene of like her kind of like listening to some of the the music, and yeah. that yeah probably yeah I wouldn't be surprised at yeah. all. Uh, one thing I don't like is that they didn't release the '90s songs on a soundtrack. Oh, that Weird. bums me up. Yeah, yeah Guardians of the Galaxy did that. Yeah, well that's why I was thinking it was like they're even they're, though admittedly Guardians of the Galaxy is like way more integral to the movie. But, it is, it is. Yeah. But I mean, like it's also like I thought that would be like a surefire moneymaker for probably. them. They might do it if there's enough demand. I thought there would be because they released the score already. They just didn't release the actual songs, mm-hmm. and I and I was like, man, that'd be like a cool little. That'd be oh, also uh, another cool thing about the movie is uh, it's the first Marvel film to be scored by a woman. Hey, hey. yeah, um, and it was and it was good actually. I liked yeah. I liked the electronic nature of it. It was mm-hmm. it was a little it was a little kooky, and I, I liked it. <laughs> a little kooky, spooky. It reminded me of the uh, what I thought the Aquaman soundtrack was going to be. Uh, we don't have time to get into that, <laughs> but <laughs> Meryl's wrong. Um, <laughs> I I don't really care. <laughs> I know. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the movie a lot. I enjoyed, like I said at the beginning, I enjoyed its kind of scrappy spirit. Mm. I liked that. I mean, it doesn't quite have like the whole you know, gee whiz, I'm just happy to be here kind of feeling that the Ant Man movies do. Yeah. But this one felt this one was smaller. And it was a little more intimate, and that's honestly what I want. That was what I wanted after the fucking doom and gloom of Infinity War, you know? I'm happy that this is here. I'm, ha- I- I'm happy. Someone said once that uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe feels a little more complete now that Carol Danvers is in there. Yeah. And I honestly cannot say I disagree. I'm actually yep. happy yeah. that she's there. Um, it's slightly less of a sausage fest. Yeah. Less of a sausage fest. Um, and... You know, like this, my my misgivings about the writings of about the writing of Carol Danvers herself as a character. You know, aside, I'm still like I'm more excited about where they go with her. Yeah. Because um, like even if the writers of Captain Marvel didn't quite have a great grasp, maybe I know that uh, Marcus and McFeely 
will yeah. do a good job. Yeah, and and they've I been think, they've been hideously consistent. Yeah, and, and to uh, and in the defense of the writers of this movie, I, I think yeah, that, yeah. that's that's been a criticism that I've kind of heard about just the Carol Danvers character from the comics. That's what I yeah, is that she well, apparently doesn't have too many like super unique personality traits. Well, let me let me bring this up. Is that yeah, we're talking about yeah, the Marvel me. the Marvel universe? And you have so many fucking characters. There are a lot, yeah. It's so hard to make every one of them, like, That's true. super fucking distinct. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, that I can find pretty forgivable. Yeah. Like, I, I think, you know, like, when you look at the comics, like, what's the very real huge difference, like, on, on paper between, like, Thor and Hercules? Yeah. You know, yeah. really? You know, it's kind of like that. So, right. like, Carol Danvers has, is she's... You know, probably a bit of a mix of a couple of different characters and yeah. stuff. But, you know, I mean, but she resonates with people. Yeah. Which is oh, enough, of course. Versus yeah, yeah. then, like, you know, like, the less shitty characters that people don't like, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But. And, you know, like, not everyone's going to have, like, uh, like Spider-Man's reputational, like, you know, sense of humor and, like, you know, like, and, and trolling his enemies. Like, well, that's not something that happens every day. You know, yeah. like, that, that takes time. To like establish that kind of reputation or whatever, right. but like even like like I like the Hulk, yeah. you know, like Hulk's a huge character, but like Bruce Banner doesn't really stand out as a personality among say like well he doesn't have like a typical portrayal right per se yeah, yeah. like Mark Ruffalo's portrayal of him is way different than like Eric Banner's or yeah. even um what's his name that Edward, did the, Norton. Edward Norton well no that did the the TV show Bill, Bill Bigsby. Bigsby Bill Bigsby you know yeah. it's, it's very different like. He, it's like Batman. Like we talk about Batman, yeah. And like nowadays, Batman has such a distinct like oh, Grimdark. Grimdark but like, yeah. but like Batman's been portrayed so many different fucking ways. Yeah. That like you know, he's been around for so long that, um, you know, Batman from this time period is way different from this time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Batman from the '90s is way different from Batman in current times, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So it's one of those things where um, I think. Um, it depends on who you ask about the Carol Danvers in the comics. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm honestly speaking from a pretty limited perspective uh, um, from her in the comics. If he, anyone who's listening to this, all half of you, um, I would check out Kelly Sue DeConnick's run, even though I know it's probably fairly expensive because there's like a big collection of it that's like 40 bucks. Mm. Um, if you can find any of her run in Comicsology, check that out probably. But um, I would say that's what this movie's yeah. kind drawing of it's in the drawing. It's it's that's what's inspired by, which is why Kelly Sue DeConnick, DeConnick uh, cameos in it. So yep. yeah. there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, any other aspects you want to mention? Like one more aspect you want to mention? Um, okay, I, I yeah, I, I mirror everything uh, Neil said. I'm very excited for her in the future. I'm curious of like you know how they'll because like you know Doctor Strange got really fun when yeah. like his origin was out of the way. Well, that's that's kind of what I chalk it up to. Yeah, is like that. It's a lot still of like phase one. <laughs> it's very like you know, um, it helps that like in like. Um, like Thor one and Captain America one that they're very broad. Yeah. Like yeah. Thor's very broad. Like he's yeah. classic like ha ha old chum, let's go Yay, verily. We have one day. Like it's very much like baby's first Thor portrayal kind right, of right. thing. Like yeah. he's arrogant, you know bleached eyebrows. Bleached eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants more of everything yeah. and he throws shit. That's yeah. his portrayal. But then you look at like Ragnarok and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually, like, an insecure, like, you know, good guy. This is amazing. And then you look at, like, you know, 
And then you'll um, get him in Infinity War, and he's awesome. Yeah, or yeah. like uh, Captain America 1, where it's very, like, classic, almost like throwbacky Steve Rogers. Right. Gee, gosh, you know, we, yeah. we have to we have to fondue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And then you go to, like, where he is, his whole... It's like his loss of innocence in like in Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. It's yeah. like, oh, you know. So who knows? Like, if hopefully they make a Captain Marvel too. I think that'd be pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Well, it's it, it debuted pretty big and mm-hmm. assuming, very big. Actually. Yeah. Assuming it, it keeps up, you know, like I'll be very curious how much. One hundred fifty-three million. Oh, fuck yeah. Domestic. Yeah. That's domestic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, on, on one hand, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, because because the whole standard of like a huge weekend has been changed. Mm. Like. Like Solo made eighty something million its opening weekend, and that's considered a fucking failure. Yeah, and just like oh god, one year the movie budget was nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> Granted, that's what like every fucking movie is True, nowadays. Yeah, it is. Like fucking Justice League. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do love how like Justice League made like nothing, and then like Aquaman makes all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the one movie where movie. everyone was like, "Fuck Aquaman! Yeah. Look at this fucking loser!" Well, I'll fucking pay ten fifty to go. <laughs> see him do shit okay <laughs> like the same people had a good time wow. had a good my, my man <laughs> um i will okay like without like uh repeating myself uh i will say like probably my like the smallest thing that i just loved in this movie is when like you know uh carol danvers is having like her big like hero moment where it's like oh no all the the missiles are gonna blow up the earth and she's flying around and she's blasting stuff and blowing stuff up and she's like swerving and dodging stuff and then at one point like there's like one ship that she just like spreads her arms and legs out and just belly she's flops like, into she's like <laughs> just like belly flops into it and blows it up that was probably my favorite part because that's like something i haven't seen any superhero do like whenever a superhero does something i've never seen another one like the best, like, I don't know how much of Luke Cage you guys watched, but the literal best parts of Luke Cage was when he would just go up to some random dude and just, like, bop him on the head, and just, or just slap him and knock him out, like, instantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just, like, just, like, slapped him, and it's like, that's a Luke Cage thing. Like, yeah. I can maybe see Thor doing that, but, like, he doesn't. Yeah. Luke Cage does. Yeah. And that's awesome. So, like, when Captain Marvel is just like, yeah! <laughs> like belly flops into a ship. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that, and and I yeah, I love the aloofness. Like I, I said, my second time seeing the movie, like her more aloof stuff seemed more prevalent than I thought it was. So I, I think that'll probably be like a, a character trait that they'll either go forward with, like go go bigger with, or it'll probably be a regular thing with her. And I, I'm looking forward to her being like you know. Yeah, I'm like the most powerful Avenger, no biggie. You know, mm-hmm. Like, kind of. Right. Yeah, it's whatever. I, yeah, I kind of like that. You think she's going to go save Tony? She's probably the only one that can. Probably. That makes sense. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Maybe. We'll just have yeah. to see. She's going to save Tony. Ooh, also, Tony. Um, Monica Rambo is in the movie. Yeah. Is she really? Monica yeah. Rambo. Yeah, Maria's yeah. Uh, daughter. Maria's yeah. daughter, Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah, she's like the second Captain Marvel. She's she's the most underrated Captain Marvel. Okay. She's my first Captain Marvel, and I was like, oh shit, Captain Marvel's his lady. What? Cool. Yeah. Okay. With All her right. weird ass like seventies, like she had like a fro, and then she had like fucking like 
not Spider-Man like wings, but like weird like mm. storm wings kind of like you know. Storm oh yeah, the, yeah, the the big the big loop things, like the curtains. Things. Yeah, the curtains, yeah. the big curtains. And yeah. like your costume was was admittedly not great, but mm. I kind of loved it. Yeah, because it tried hard. Yeah, it had a heart of gold that mm. costume, but that's when they had Star Fox. Yeah. Remember Star Fox? So yeah, but uh, I, I like Nick Fury as a comedy sidekick mm-hmm. in a movie. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson just kind of loves, like, love doing this movie. He's like, what? I get to play 25-year-old younger version of myself? You're not going to just recast me with, like, some younger dude? And I get to be the funny guy? Like, like And I, I get to have something of a fight scene? Because, you, you, like, you also <laughs> get to, like, you, you got to take into account, like, this is a character that was very much based off of Samuel L. Jackson, the actor. So yeah. it's like, so you're casting me to play me, and I'm the funny character. Like, that's got to be, like, nice yeah. and flattering when, like, usually he's just the bad guy giving, or badass guy giving orders. Yeah. So, like, that, like, like I kind of, I'm kind of happy for Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. He's earned Finally it. a break. Finally. Uh, um, he's been working for so damn long. But yeah, like uh, he deserves it. He yeah, Captain. The, the movie is definitely a bit slow to pick up, but once once it's on Earth and like Nick Fury and Captain Marvel become like a buddy cop movie, it's it's great. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, go watch it unless you're a shitty incel. Fuck you. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, that about does it. Some housekeeping. Um, make sure to check out Sweet Wings. Sweet Wings. Yep. Sweet wee. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell how tired you are. <laughs> this is how I sound book. at the end of every podcast. Go back to Sweet Wings. <laughs> yeah, man. Give me some baby back ribs. <laughs> Polish it off. Let's talk oh, no, to the bug keeps happening. <laughs> Make sure to uh, include that in everything. <laughs> Sweet wings. <laughs> Sweet wing. It will be the only stinger we ever need. Sweet wings. Got that sweet wing. It's a good, it's a good band. That's, that's my wing cover band. Sweet wings. Oh my god. Um, still working on some commentaries. Uh, we have that Incredibles one I've been talking about for almost a year now. Uh, but now's not a good time. But now's not a great time to talk about because Brad Bird said some dumb shit. <laughs> so we're going to wait a little bit. Um, also, I feel like releasing uh, Incredibles, even if it's the first movie and not the second movie, but kind of in the wake of like the lead up to the Oscars, mm. where it was just so fervently like, fuck you, Incredibles 2, into the Spider-Verse. I was yeah. just like, Man, probably not a great time. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Um, uh, but then we got some other ones. I, I want to do some more. Um, I would like to do an Into the Spider-Verse uh, thing fun. whenever one of us gets off her lazy ass and makes enough money to buy it. So, buy um, it. wow, wow, wow. You're the real martyr here, Stan. Oh, my, my tax uh, return, my tax uh, refund came in today, so I got What? You fucking special, the only one that doesn't have freelance shit, so it yeah, makes it go down because he stays true. in the same bracket. Yeah.